We welcome James Boyd of The Athletic, who covers the Indianapolis Colts and has certainly had a very busy day. Well, I just want to get your reaction right off the top, James, because I was certainly surprised when I heard that Frank Reich and the Colts were making this move to bench Matt. I did not expect it to happen this soon, um, if at all. I felt like, you know, at 3-3-1, and one, the season is not completely lost. If they were like 1-6 and six or 2-5, and five, then I would, you know, not be that surprised, but I was pretty surprised to see it happen. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I guess the Colts feel like they have to go in a new direction and see what they have and, and finally kind of fix this, this quarterback turnstiles they've had the last few years. In your opinion, watching Matt Ryan through these first seven weeks, what have been the major problems? The biggest problem is probably not no fault of his own. Um, it's the offensive line. It is terrible it's the highest paid offensive line in the league but it's been you know well below average and then I think he's compounded it with some really bad mistakes on his part um the Jacksonville game I'm sorry the Tennessee Titans game um uh, Sunday afternoon his two interceptions were completely in my opinion not completely his fault but mainly his fault there were two really bad throws you cannot blame that on the offensive line you cannot you know make those plays if you're Matt Ryan he's been in the league for 15 years and, you know, it just seems like every week he was turning the ball over, quite frankly. You know, 11 fumbles, nine interceptions, just nine touchdown passes. So he's only had one clean game this year without a turnover. So it just felt like every week you're just giving the defense, the opposing defense, that is, chances to just pounce all over you and making it even harder on a struggling offense. Right, Matt Ryan leads the league with nine picks through seven games, but also has fumbled 11 times and has lost three of those. You're talking about double-figure turnovers. Uh, and again, while not everything can be blamed on him, uh, certainly that's a lot for a team that is trying to get its head above water. James Boyd is with The Athletic, covers the Colts on what's been, well, a fairly dramatic start to the season. <laughs> now 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, how much do you think that has to do with the shoulder injury and how much do you think it has to do with them just needing a fresh look at the position I think it's the latter um you know Frank Reich was immediately asked today after announcing that Matt Ryan had you know a grade two shoulder separation that he'd be out for a while hey is this you know are you putting Sam in there just to be QB1 um to hold down that spot or is it his for the rest of the season he said it's his for the rest of the season the injury had nothing to do with it so it just felt like the wheels kind of came off um in Tennessee Sunday so um I think from my perspective it's it, it feels like kind of like a stain on Matt Ryan's career just because it, he was promised a lot of things when he came to Indianapolis he was promised a, a good you know O-line a good running game and he, he's gotten neither and like I said it's just gotten worse when he uh makes the mistakes that he's made so they want to try something new and it feels like you know if they things work out with Sam Ellinger and he balls out you know and has some miracle season you found your new young quarterback, and if not, you're most likely having a top pick and you're going to find your new quarterback in the draft. What does he bring to the table? Mobility. Um, that's the biggest thing you've heard from every coach, the players. He can run a lot better than Matt Ryan, which will obviously help alleviate some of the pressure because the offensive line has been you know, so weak. Um, but I also think that you know, fans have to you know, kind of – Simmer down on their expectations because he's like a new shiny toy, right? You know, haven't seen him. He's going to do all these great things. And it's like he's never thrown, you know, a pass in an NFL game before, a real NFL game, a regular season game. So I think there's going to be a lot of struggling, a lot of, uh, you know, uphill battles. But 
again, you kind of just have to see what you got in-house before you go shopping elsewhere for a quarterback. Knowing what we know of head coach Frank Reich, how difficult was this decision for him? Oh, really hard. Frank Reich is a grade-A human being, and Matt Ryan is as well from my interactions with both. So I know it had to be hard to tell him, hey, you know, this, this is no longer your team in a sense. And I said it earlier today, that was probably Matt Ryan's last start for the Colts unless some he comes back and some other crazy injuries happens and he gets thrown right back in there. But assuming things go the course that they do, um, that's it for him. You know, that, that, I mean, he'll probably be around, and I'm sure he won't retire like people are hoping he will so oh. to save money. No, he'll be back to make his money. It's just I don't think he'll start for the Colts again um, for the rest of his career. What do we know about this decision, though? Was this solely Frank, or would this have been from above him or at least input from owner and front office? I absolutely think that Jim uh, Ursay had, you know, a lot to do with this decision. Um, obviously, he's the owner, and whatever the owner says goes in most organizations, most teams. And I, I think that, you know, actually, I know that, you know, he met with Frank Reich along with Chris Bell at the GM, and they all came to a consensus. It's kind of how Frank Reich, you know, determined it. But, I mean, when we kind of pushed back a little bit, like, hey, how much did Jim Ursay have to say in this? You know, he's like, yeah, he made the decision, and we all were in agreement. And it's like, you know, it's like if your parents tell you something and you're a kid, it's like, yeah, we're all in agreement here. <laughs> you can't really push back on that. So, I mean, it, it's tough, but I, I think that, again, they want to see what they have. And it feels like even if Matt Ryan, um, the injury or not, it just felt like this team was at best going to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the worst place to be in sports. You either want, want to be like really bad or really good so you get a good pick or you obviously have a, a shot to do something in the postseason. You don't want to be irrelevant. Exactly. You exactly. want to be one extreme or the other. James Boyd is with go. us from Indianapolis, covers the Colts for the Athletic. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I read this quote, and I need you to explain it to me. It comes from Frank Reich, and he said, I told Matt we did not hold up our end of the bargain. Now, you've already mentioned offensive line. What was he talking about? He the offensive line, number one, the running game. I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor, and I believe they're like 30th in the NFL in rushing. So, like, they're, they're really struggling. And it's like all the offensive categories, um, or at least the offensive help he's supposed to have, hasn't been there. And, and I, I wasn't really surprised to find out he had an injury um, after the Tennessee game because he was getting hit so much. I believe he was hit the most in the NFL. If not, you know, he's top three hits, top three hurries, and all these, you know, all the stats that are bad for your quarterback, he was right at the top as far as just taking pressure. So um, it felt like, again, he was promised a lot of things. And quite honestly, we assumed a lot of things. I, I had never assumed, I would never thought that the Colts' offensive line, the highest paid offensive line in the league, would be one of the worst in the league. So um, I thought that was Frank Wright kind of taking a bullet from Matt Ryan there mm. and, and, and not saying it's all on him. But on the flip side, it's like, okay, now you got to look and see, is Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, the GM, are their seats hot? Will they have jobs after this season, depending on how things go? And, and so that's something, that's like the next thing to keep an eye on. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to transition that direction. He's very well liked. It's not as though he's had any steadiness at the position. It feels like every year since Frank got there, it's been a different quarterback or two. So yeah, how hot is the seat for Frank and then ultimately for the GM as well? I think they both got a, a ton of grace after Andrew Luck obviously retired suddenly, I believe in 2018, 2019. Or, and, and now it's like, you know, you're 
three, four seasons later, and you're still not able to figure it out. So I do think that the patience and that grace that I just spoke about is kind of running out, and you need to find out a way to sustain something and have something to kind of rally around because it seems like every year this team is, you know, just not good enough. And this year especially, it just seems like a lot of these flaws have come to a head. And, and even on, like, the defensive side, things haven't really, you know, the defense has played well, but they're missing their best player, Shaquille Leonard. So it just feels like so many things have kind of not gone right this season. And obviously the biggest one being that quarterback. And then, you know, quarterback kind of trickles down. Like, if you can't figure things out with your quarterback, if you can't figure things out for your franchise, um, who's going to lead it, you know, player-wise, your seat's going to get hot as a GM and as a coach. So um, we'll see how things go. If they end up bottoming out and, and it's really bad, um, we could see some changes. But, you know, now Sam Ellinger, I guess, I guess he'll have to get used to media scrums and like he was in, <laughs> at Texas, you know? <laughs> well, Texas is uh, under a microscope all the time for football, so he's probably used to a lot of prying eyes. But thinking about the quarterback carousel, Andrew Luck, his last season was 2018. You reference his abrupt retirement. He played every game that year, though he was hurt. Then it's Jacoby Brissett, it's Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. In 2020, it's Phillip Rivers. In 21, it's Carson Wentz. Now it's Matt Ryan, and it's Sam, it's really challenging to come up with any kind of consistency when you are constantly changing that quarterback. So it's funny you mentioned that. Um, My colleague, uh, my coworker, actually, Zach Kiefer, asked Naheem Hines about this um, a few weeks ago. You know, how hard is it to create offensive continuity when you're constantly having to adjust to different quarterbacks? He's like, look, I've been here five years and I've had, you know, five different quarterbacks. And and, and it's it's hard. He's like, because other teams, you know, like a like he was bringing up Tennessee at the time, and after I believe the first matchup between the, the two teams, he's like they've had you know Tannehill, they they've had this guy for years. They know what he's gonna do on every single play. They know how he plays. Like they know what they're gonna get from him every single year because he's been there. And then for them, it's like okay, they go into the off season. Who's gonna be our quarterback? They go into the training camp. We have to adjust a bunch of things. They go into games. Things are different than they were a year ago. So there's like not a lot of chances to just you know know it like the back of your hand, so to right. speak. And then now. You're doing that in season, seven games in, and you have to start over with a new quarterback who I'm sure they're very high on. They said all the right things about him, but quite frankly, again, has no NFL experience in a real NFL game. <laughs> right. James Boyd is with us from The Athletic, covers the Colts on what was a fairly stunning move by the team today, yep. benching Matt Ryan, and Sam mm-hmm. will take over the rest of the season, according to the Colts. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So I want to ask about Jonathan Taylor. I know he's been hurt. It still blows me away that he's only got one touchdown, especially coming off last season in which he was not only the bell cow, everyone knew he was going to get the ball and still couldn't stop him what's changed Amy the offensive line <laughs> it all so, goes back to the line <laughs> oh my gosh yes it's it, I mean I would I would love to give you some deep analysis about it but quite frankly I mean that group has really regressed and it seems like they can't run block they can't pass block and I think part of it also is scheming for example and I was fully prepared to ask you know Frank Wright this before he announced the Matt Ryan who's like obviously shifts all of your questions to, you know, him and Sam Ellinger, I was going to ask him, like, hey, why did Jonathan Taylor only have 10, ru- t- 10 carries? Tennessee? Right. Like, you guys are saying he's fully healthy. He missed the last two games. Getting healthy. We asked him after the game if he was fine. And he's like, yeah, I was fine. And Frank Reich saying he had a planned rotation. And I'm like, planned rotation? Your rotation should include your best back for more than 10, <laughs> 10, 10 carries. So, 
I'm no genius, and I'm sure I, I'm sure I'll, I'll touch on it later this week. But I was just very curious. I, I understand that he's not having the season that he had a year ago. A lot of that comes from the help he has around him. But he was doing all right yesterday, you know, y- yesterday or the day before now. But um, he was doing pretty good. He had you know 10 carries, 54 yards, 17 touches for 85 yards, and you know you're not using him as a bell cow when that's what he is so it felt really weird about that I know a lot of people in fantasy have been very upset because uh, JT has not been the JT that we saw a year ago any explanations from the line about why it's been this giant step backward because it used to be a strength of the Colts yeah a lot of it you know they'll say it's execution it's communication but I think at this point and we've all accepted this on the beat from the outside looking in I would say for me personally, about four or five games in, you are what you are at this point. Um, I just don't think that there's going to be some huge, you know, communication issue that can get solved and it's fixed like that. Or there can be some execution, you know, schemes scheme-wise that can, you know, magically fix all these issues that are going on. I just think that this group um, has declined rapidly, more rapidly than we could ever imagine coming into this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have never thought one of the weakest units on, on the Colts would have been the offensive line coming into this season, hey. and here we are. It's interesting to look at their schedule, too, and the fact that they have had a front-loaded schedule in terms oh, of yeah. the AFC South. They've already played the Texans, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Jaguars, the Titans, right? So they've gotten the majority of their AFC South opponents out of the way. What do you make of that? I thought that was a ridiculous schedule. I've never seen a schedule like that. Like their last division game comes at the end of the season against the Texans. Right. So, you know, it was very front loaded. But at the same time, you know, if you take care of business, you probably feel a lot better about where you are at this point in the season. Um, There's no reason, in my opinion, that a team uh, with as many pro bowlers and all pro players from last year coming into this year, the Colts, should have tied the Texans in the season opener. There's no way you go down to Jacksonville where your season came to a crushing end last year and you lay another egg in Jacksonville. So although it is front-loaded, I thought that they wasted their opportunities and and it comes back to bite them. And I know that they didn't lose against the Texans, but that tie felt like a loss. It was very weird, Amy, walking around the locker room and asking people, hey, how does it feel to be winless and undefeated? You know, just weird stuff like that where they didn't handle their business. And it feels like, again, if you're for – Two and one, if you're five, you know, one and one or something, you're feeling good about yourself. But it just feels like, you know, after this, they, they lost this last game. They dropped to one, three and one in the AFC South. I mean, that's, that's inexcusable considering the amount of talent they have on this roster and just a failure to execute. Mm. So the big shocker is that Matt Ryan has been benched. Has anyone spoken to him? Was he made available to the media? He was not made available today. Um, Sam Ellinger was not made available at, uh, at either. We'll probably get a chance to talk to both Wednesday. I know for sure we'll probably get Sam Ellinger. I don't mm-hmm. know how it works with Matt Ryan and his injuries and things like that. If he'll even be in the building or what's going on. Because he did have a separated shoulder, so that, that's a pretty big you know, um, you know, know, deal. So we'll talk to Sam, and I'm very curious to hear what he has to say because – you know, three or four weeks ago, he was QB three, not QB two. He was QB three. Yes, got elevated, and then now he's he's got he's in the driver's seat, and they're handing the keys to him. And it's basically like, you know, uh, let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs>
happening a lot around the NFL. Maybe he and Kenny Pickett can compare notes, uh, considering <laughs> that Pickett's been thrust into that. Uh, Bailey Zappi as well with the Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's happening all over. So it's good to connect with James Boyd on Twitter. You can find him at Romeoville Kid, and he covers the Colts for the Athletic. I appreciate the insight, especially on a day like today. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. I'm always uh, available whenever you need me. Just hit me up. It was uh, great coming on, and we'll see what the rest of this cult season brings.